with success come failures. I always, by me playing sports, you don't learn from winning, you learn from losing. And I feel like every loss is a lesson. And so we don't treat it as a loss, but we learn from, from all our losses. Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it cause it's your business, your business, business. Handle all of your business, value all of your business. You say you're minding your business, my business. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in on a Friday, okay? Friday night vibes, Friday day vibes, whatever it is, welcome in. This is our first time doing two in one week. We had to because I sat down and talked to Master P. Such a good conversation. We talked about a little bit of everything. We talked business, we talked family, we talked what's his next moves. What does somebody that's pretty much done everything want to do? I asked him all about that. I asked him about his relationship with Romeo and why did he decide to hash it out on social media? Listen, we get into everything with Master P. All right, Master P, first of all, I appreciate you hopping on here with us on MoCo. First, you know, I'm a hooper, so I got to ask, you still got a little jumper on you? Come on, you know I keep that. You don't lose that if you're a hooper. You know that. That's the one thing. I might can't dunk like I used to, but you know I'm going to keep that. I already know. That's why I asked about the jumper, because I'm retired too. But give me on the court a little jumper always there. That, that ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Listen, so your family is full of entertainers, but also athletes. Lil Romeo played football and basketball, and your sons played basketball in college now. Is it true that at one point your sons had the biggest NIL deals in sports? Yeah, so Hersey, he's now with University of Louisville, so he's doing this thing. And then my youngest son is in high school at uh, Notre Dame High. He's one of the top players in the country and uh, Mercy, so... They doing their thing and they, they hard workers. I think that's what life is about, being being hard workers. And they making a name for themselves. So that's what I love about this. Definitely. I've heard about them on the circuit. And since you're big into sports and it's a big part of your family, you play in the NBA. Have you ever been interested in getting into sports ownership? You know, like particularly the NBA, WNBA. Like, has that ever crossed your mind, seeing how many people are getting into it now? Yeah. You know what? You just have to be able to know that business from the other side. So I've been looking at things and, and educating myself because it's all about educating yourself when it comes down to business. It don't happen overnight. So you got to know what you're getting into. So in the near future, I'm definitely looking at some things. Let's go. OK, so, you know, I'm the co-owner of a WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream. And I saw you speak at one time and you was like, look, I've always been the marketing guy. And so I'm curious. We see the WNBA all the time fighting for more marketing shares from your marketing brain. How would you market the Atlanta Dream WNBA team? Well, I would use the players to go out into the marketplace because everybody forget about the grassroots. And uh, I started my business grassroots making sure that uh, I just feel like it's not enough visibility in Atlanta. I would have T-shirts everywhere. I mean, if you guys want to go to lunchcart.com and create a T-shirt brand, I'm the chairman of that company. And so it's all about T-shirts on demand. I started out putting my T-shirts on people in the community, even putting them on homeless people, doing bus benches, doing stuff like that. I feel like you guys need more of that, the visibility, because you see a lot with the Atlanta Hawks, but you don't see, you know, with the dream, you don't, you don't actually see it. 
out in their face. And I think that's the thing that should happen. I love that. And you talked about you built from the grassroots. You did that. And you released a song, Make Them Say Uh, 25 years ago. It was actually January 13th, 1998. So recently, there's always a discussion online about an artist's best song. So I'd love to hear from you. What do you think your best song is? I, I mean, I definitely have to be Make Them Say Uh. I mean, that was the record that got me out nationally in the marketplace, even though I sold 100 million records, but that was the game changer for me and my brand. Okay, so talk about game changer. I saw an interview where you said at one point it was all about getting that distribution deal and you yourself were making more than the actual company. How does that happen? Well, you know, distribution is key. That's the most important thing because you got a lot of people with a lot of big ideas. And if you don't have the distribution, you can't get those ideas out there into the marketplace. And that's what I was able to do uh, with having that distribution deal. Well, I got 80 percent and the record company got 20 percent. It's an unheard of deal that that never been done again. And it's just because I had my own upfront money. I had my marketing money to market and promote my products. And I decided to invest in myself and take a chance on myself. So a lot of people just want to be pampered in the music business. And, and I think that's the reason I got out of the music business, because it changed so much. When I sign artists, I give people opportunity because I I haven't been in the music business in at least over 15 years. But uh, everybody that, that that come to me or their manager or their family member or their friends say, he'll take my, my guy or my girl out the hood. They have talent. You know, they don't want to work no more. They come with this thing where let me use your money and I invest in these people. And then when they leave, they go on and sign to other companies. But they always have that negative taste in their mouth because they only came to get instead. It's like us playing basketball. If you want to be great, you have to put the work in. But most that's why I say product outweighs talent, because most people only when they see people like me, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Jay-Z. Puffy, they only come in to get what we made 20 years ago instead of saying, let me bring something to the table and let me build something with you guys. You know, every time they leave, they just, oh, well, I came to Master P to get a million dollars. No, you got to come here to help make some money and then we can all share it together. So that's why I say product outweighs talent. And I got into the product business. I had to change out the music business because you get a lot of ungrateful people that go online, search you want to be down with you and then they really don't want to work they want to party they want to play they go in and out of prison and and they expect you to take care of them like they're your kids or something so i'm glad that god has grown me mentally to get out of the music industry and get into the product game and so when you see the snoop uh cereal shirt me and snoop is building a family brand and being able to pass that down from generation to generation. So that that's what it's about with me now. Listen, I love hearing that because here on MoCo, we're big on generational everything. My co-host is my mom, my wife, and my sister. You built generational wealth. You're building your legacy. Everything that you've done is passed along on that. People say generational wealth building is a full-on family thing. Can you talk about that? Has that been your plan from jump with starting with no limit? Yeah, so it's all about educating. Uh, the family and growing because everybody thinks it's about money. You have to have a passion and a purpose. Like everything I do, you see Snoop cereal, right? I remember you guys know that we feel first. We had Snoop Loops and we we had to grow and change and get to Snoop cereal. And I mean, we constantly been growing and growing. Look at that. Come on with it. I'm just telling y'all, like we constantly been growing. So, you know, we have all different type of brands and products. We even went into the, the kids' books, got ABC books, 
we have toys. They don't expect us to think like that, think outside the box. So, and that's what I'm saying. It started from music. And then I realized that same like playing sports, we can't play basketball forever. We can't do music forever, but this product could be passed down from generation to generation. We have to educate our culture, our family, our people, but it have to be something you love. So when you look at the cereal, right? I grew up on Wick. My grandmother used to take me down to the Wick store and that's how we got our cereal. And so now me and Snoop went from being on Wick to owning our own cereal company, Brodus Food, Snoop cereal. And that's what I mean. But it all come with education. It all come with feeling first. So we feel in a couple places. Kellogg's wanted to take us off the shelf. We started at Snoop Loop. We changed it up. We figured it out. Once we got the trademarks for Snoop cereal, then we was off and running. And, and now June, we'll have uh, cereal everywhere. Every store, whether it's Walmart, Target, Elberson, Kroger's, Sam's Clubs. I mean, we're going to be everywhere now. And thanks to Post, right. believing in diversity. And so we have a Black-owned company, but we sell to the world. And we sell to Asians, white, Latinos, African-Americans. It don't matter. It's all about building big brands. And now we have an opportunity to build one of the biggest brands in the world. I love that. And you're speaking on it, but this is the first Black-owned cereal company with a national distribution deal. We talk about distribution deals. We just talking about it in music at first, but you talked about taking that music experience and moving it to the business. This is the first one Black-owned cereal brand. Like You have to have great partners in business to work. What makes you and Snoop such good partners? Because this is not your first endeavor. Now, the thing about me and Snoop, we both have big visions. And Snoop started under my umbrella, going to the University of No Limit. It's bosses creating bosses, like, and it's also iron sharpening iron because we both big on thinking outside the box, uh, not being afraid to chase our dreams and our goals and being passionate about what we're doing. And we also got tired of being used by all these major companies and said, you know what, let's go build a family brand. And so me and Snoop, we like, we like brothers from another mother. We, we have a lot of faith in each other. And we kind of like do our own thing because Snoop got all all his business endeavors. I got all my business endeavors. And then we come together to do the product that we're able to do with each other. We're not self-made, we God-made. So I think that's the way we do it because everything that we do, the more we make, the more we give. And it's about the community and the culture and be able to give back and build economic empowerment. So we both have those same dreams and goals. And I think that's what makes our business relationship work as well as our friendship. I love that. And, and brought us foods as well as No Limit. A lot of your endeavors are family owned. And we've seen hit shows like Succession highlight the ups and downs of working with family. So can you talk about like navigating money, business, family? Because that's something that a lot of us are dealing with. Yeah, well, you know, when it comes down to business, you know, you think that you could work with all your family members, but it's not you. You have to know where people are mentally and what they want out of something because some family members just want the money. For me, I don't get up in the morning. I don't do nothing for money. And sometimes you have to cut family members off because it's not for everybody to go. But the love for your family is always going to be there. But, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, family members going through things, uh, seeing stuff. But our hard work is like we can't stop. We won't quit no matter what. And I feel like 
when you do the right thing, God is going to keep blessing. You're going to keep blessing your family. But you have to be able to communicate and know the ones that want to be down, the ones that want to work. Because some family members just want to be pampered. They just they want to live off the fruits of your labor. So at the same time, you just got to be able to know who those family members are and the ones that want to work hard. Then y'all stick together and create those family business. But family business is not for everybody. Being a boss is not for everybody because everybody say they're a boss. But when it comes down, you got to make sacrifices. And what I mean by you got to know the business because some business, like even with me and Snoop in this business, uh, in a serial business, you only get paid twice a year. Hmm. So how many family members could go with getting a check just twice a year? And also it's marketing. It's getting product on these trucks. It's getting products in these stores, making sure it's sell out of these stores, knowing that it's going to be returns. So it's not just, oh, I got a cereal box and we're going to make so much money. No, that's just the beginning of it. Being able to work with distribution companies, being able to communicate all these different things, uh, being able to take care of your salespeople. So it's a lot. And a lot of people are not willing to take that journey with you. People are just on it for the ride for success. But like I told you, with success come failures. I always, you know, by me playing sports, you don't learn from winning. You learn from losing. And I feel like every loss is a lesson. And so we don't treat it as a loss, but we learn from from all our losses. And so I think that's that's the way I get up in the morning. I think I get up early in the morning. Who want to get up at five o'clock in the morning with you? Who want to wait? You on, getting up at five o'clock in the morning? You know what? By being in the NBA, like I was just programmed to do that. And after that, it just kept going. It just kept going. And I use the same tactics that I use playing sports. I use it in my business. And so get up, work out. Get ready to start your day off, make all my calls to the East Coast and all this stuff, making sure the marketing, the sales team, everybody's on the same page because everybody in different places. So I might have to get up and, and do all my online stuff early in the morning. And so that's how I start my day off and then start it out because health is well, too. So I got to I got to start start it off with making sure that I actually put some work in about my health. And so whether it's walking, jogging, running. You know, getting in the gym with my kids. So I'm pushing them. We all pushing each other. So, you know, my, my sons asked me the other day, they say they want to go to the NBA. I say, well, you know, it's going to take a lot of work. And then knowing that you can to me is really going to take even more work because when, when people think that you handed stuff, no, you got to go make a name for yourself. You got to love this. Be passionate. This should be your purpose. You won't have to make sacrifices. And when, when they told me that's what I wanted to do. I say, now nah, I got to get up even more early because I got to push them because we getting up like 2,000 or 2,500 shots every morning. What? So we like, we like, we got to, we got to make it happen. What? Yeah. That's what we doing every morning. If you want to get to the league, you got to be a sharpshooter because the NBA, they want shooters. And so we putting up 2,000 or 2,500 shots. That's what my kids doing. You know, when we get up in the morning, that's the only way you're going to get better. Man, that's that 2%. We talk about it when I was at UConn. It's like only 2% of athletes go pro. I think that people don't realize how small of a number that is. And that that difference, like 98% of people ain't going to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what? They get caught up into the rankings. They get caught up in Because think about it, in the NBA, most of the people that was ranked in high school, they never make it to the top. I mean, LeBron probably was a special case, but when you look at Damon Lillard, you look at Steph Curry, all these guys, these guys were like 1,000 and something, but they weren't even on the radar. 
but the work that they put in, the dedication, the sacrifice. I tell people all the time, it's, it's about consistency. So when you get up in there and constantly put the work in, you're going to get to your dream and goal, and you could reach that 2%. And a lot of people are not going to make it. It's not for everybody. It's like, what are you going to do? to be on that 2%. Man, that's lit. And see, a lot of people get stuck when they're trying to find their purpose or, and you're a multi-talented, I'm gonna call you a mogul because that's all you are at this point. So how did you go about finding your passion like after music? Because music, you were at the highest level in music. And then like you said, you've been out of the game for 15 years. Well, you know how I found it? I had to do something that I love and, and getting into these products. So when you look at Ancient Mom and Uncle Ben, those were straight mockeries of us. My grandparents used to make me go buy that product. Now I got my own, I got my own rice. So when you look at it. LA Great Rice, you know, so we, we, we constantly building our own brands and our own products. Uh, I used to eat a lot of noodles. I created my own, the wrap snack icon noodles. And then cereal, cereal, I ate so much cereal. I'm like, you know what? Let me create my own cereal. So those type of things that I'm passionate about, that it just go with my everyday because I grew up as a kid eating all these different kinds of cereals. And I say, you know what? As an adult, let me make my own cereal. Let me feed my people. And the more I make, the more I give. So I'm able to give back. And so every time you buy one of these cereals, you're able to not only have a great tasting product. So that's what I love because like in sports, we want to be the best on the court. Now, for me, in the product game, I want to have the best tasting product. I feel like we got flavor. We got some of the best flavor in the world. So when people taste my product, they're going to be like, I love this. This could be in a brown paper bag. I got to have another one. So <laughs> when people come to Walmart, they're going to be like, oh, I got to go back and get the Snoop cereal because it tastes so good. Man, that's crazy. You got the Snoop cereal. Now, Rap Snacks has taken off. Like, I see Rap Snacks. It's not even just at the corner store. It's at every store. It's, the branding is there. Talk about Rap Snacks because, I mean, that, you said flavor? Look, look, you talking about some flavor? We got flavor. That's the Snoop. <laughs> that's the Master P. Barbecue. Uh. That's the Nicki Minaj. So, <laughs> you know, we got flavor. That's what it's about. It, having the best flavor. Listen, okay. So I want to talk for a second because you talked about every time somebody buys that, they're buying into your family. They feeding your family. Now, we know that you recently, you and Romeo made up publicly. I love to see that because I love when families come back together. What was the situation there? And why did you feel like it was important to do it publicly? Well, you know what? I, we was able to teach a lot of families. I think it's just a miscommunication to where that's why I say education is so important. Like you need to know if you want to be in a business. So for me to be able to sit down with my son and really let him know about the business and how we do this, because when you're a kid, you don't think about this. And so now, like even with any of my other kids, I'm like, I don't care if you do a Huggies commercial and they gave you $700, I'm going to make sure I take a picture of that $700 and show it to you because people, as you get older, and if you don't understand what's going on, people say, oh, you made this for that. And I'm like, you know what? We can't do that no more. We Let's use this time as a teachable time to educate other families because a lot of families is going through that because once somebody get older, they don't really know what they made or how it went. And so I think this was a teachable moment to us as families. We were able to have that talk and say, let's move on. But from now on, everything I do with my kids, I'm able to show them this is what it is. Well, we made money for this. We didn't make money for that. We had the returns on this. This wasn't what you thought it was. So it's all about communicating and educating as moving forward. That's what it is. 
Well, speaking of teachable moments, 50 Cent talks about how you were the first person to take him on tour. You gave him the money for the first four shows, then you took a pause, and when it was time to do the next four shows, he had sold two million records. Now, first of all, what made you put up the money in the first place, and then what happened that made you want to take that break between the four? You know, the internet will take it and be like, oh, you did this. No, I'm the first person to believe in him. That's basically what you heard. So I think a lot of people that interview people, they don't they don't say that. Nobody else believed in him. I seen the vision like this guy's a hard worker. He has a lot of talent. So I'm going to put my money up to put him on tour, which is a blessing. Think about it. Would they say that about Jimmy Iovine or any of these other white executives? They wouldn't say that. So I invested in somebody that I believed in. And then I don't know what happened back at the time, but something just happened to where I'm like, I paid him for all the shows. And so I didn't know that he was going to blow up and sell 2 million records, which nobody knew that. It was like, I just thought it was a great product. I invested in it. And then something happened to where we had to come back and do it. And then his dates wasn't available. So by the time he was able to do it, we worked out. And that's why we're able to be friends today. And I think the internet will change stuff or want to twist it. That's why I got out the music business, because like I told you, like say for instance, if a guy come to me and I pay for their rent, their cars, put money in their pocket for a year, two years, five years, never made no money. So now you go move on and go to somebody else. So instead of saying, man, that was a blessing. I came to Master P. He blessed me, took me out the ghetto, wherever I was at, put me in a safe place, helped me get out of prison, did all these things. But then when you move on, you know, you're trying to think like, oh, well, what P did for me? P opened up opportunity for you and your careers. And that's what I've done for a lot of people. But it's it's a shame that people don't look at it like that. People try to find something wrong when nothing is wrong. I'm investing my money in somebody that's not where they need to be at. That's a blessing. That's how I see that. And I think that's if people start looking at it like that, because think about it, right? That opened up so many doors for him after that, that other people believed in. So think about when I first got into the music business, I didn't make money at first. I lost the people that gave me that opportunity. I'm still grateful from them today saying, giving me that opportunity. That's why me and Snoop Dogg, our relationship is so great because he know that I gave him an opportunity. And then now look what he's able to do. He's a boss. He's taking care of so many other families now. And that's how we look at life. We don't we don't look at it like, oh, well, this person did. Because, you know, the Internet will do that. Right. They, they try to change history, try to, you know, make stuff up. But they don't want to look at the truth. The truth is I didn't have to do that, but I did. And I gave somebody the opportunity that, that is successful now. And how many people could say they gave me opportunity? Mm. I just went out and invested myself and did what I had to do. So it's a blessing. But the ones that did. I'm thankful. I don't look at it like, oh, this person did this to me. No, they gave me opportunity and I went on and I'm going to do what I need to do as a person. Even people that make it to the league, somebody that invested in your future where they done put you on all these AAU circuits, got you in the school, got you in the college. Be thankful and grateful instead of just using these people and then come up with all these things that ungratefulness. But that's what I love about 50 Cent. He, he's grateful and he know that it was an opportunity that I did. And, 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 and like I say, Snoop and the other people around me, from Mere X to the ones that really believe in what I was able to do for them, because I really didn't have to do it. 
So, you know, me and my guy talk about it all the time. Me and Bob be like, man, you know what? We didn't have to help a lot of people, but we did. We just hopefully that, that they are grateful for the blessings that we got from God to be able to help other people. I mean, if you think about the amount of people that you put on game, I mean, even the ones you just said right now, Snoop, you put mo now have become moguls and have put other people on game. It really is incredible. And you said that you've been out of the game for 15 years. What made you want to do the Lovers and Friends Festival in Vegas on May 6th? What can we expect? I might have to pull a lot because if you don't normally do this. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Usher is my guy. We made the, the No Limit remix. Being in that atmosphere in Vegas with all those artists and being on the main stage is, is going to be incredible. And so we're going to give them an amazing show. It's going to be camouflage everywhere. You're going to see people with nothing but soldier stuff on everywhere. And we're going to represent. So it's going to be lit. That's the only thing I can tell you. It's going to be lit. We know it's going to be lit. Like I said, I might have to pull up on it. I'm curious, Come like, on. is there ever going to be a, a listen? <laughs> is there ever going to be like a no limit reunion tour? Because I can imagine we've seen artists now start to do the millennial tours and Madonna's going on tour. Would you ever put together a no limit tour and just kind of shut it down? We kind of did. Did it after the pandemic and we was able to touch you know a lot of fans and we definitely gonna touch even more fans it's gonna be incredible so you'll get a taste in vegas and then the rest of the world even international we're definitely gonna put a no limit tour on so it's coming soon all right bet i got a couple more just quick questions i call them little quick hitters who you got winning the Super Bowl? Because we right now we in, in the Super Bowl weekend. I don't know if you keeping up, but who you got? Who you rolling with? You, you never know now because I thought <laughs> Dallas had a good chance. Yeah. Are you a Cowboys fan? You know what? I'm definitely New Orleans Saints all the way. Okay. And then the Cowboys is my second team. Wow. So, you know, after they got put out, I'm like, I don't know who's going to win now. <laughs> I'm for real. Like, because you never know. They say any given Sunday, you know, any it's like college Sunday. basketball. Anybody could lose. I would have been rooting for Dallas. I got to think about it now. I also wanted to ask you, you've done a little bit of everything. You played in the NBA. You're exec. You're a mobile. You've owned your own label. Now you got Snoop Cereal. You got Rap Snacks. Is there a field that you haven't gotten into yet that you want to get into? I'm about to master the TV field mm. because that game is a whole nother game. And I know y'all seen a BMF. Yeah. We coming out with the No Limit series. We working on that now. So the No Limit series, y'all get a chance to see me from a little kid, what I've been through, all the things I was able to escape. And I'm just a humble and grateful man that God has spared my life to where now I could actually be alive and do a TV series about my life. So it's definitely a blessing. And that, that's what I want to get into, taking over this TV game because I think being able to show our story so we could show the people what we actually went through and then the experience that our fans, the journey that they went on with us coming from private and to be able to sell over 100 million records is definitely a blessing. And how involved are you going to be in that series? Like, are you going to be producer? Are you like, how, like how involved are you in it? I'm going to be one of the producers. I'm also, I might play a little role in there. Like, Let's I might go! Want to play. You know what I'm saying? Something different. Uh, I don't know, but I'm working on it. I told Snoop, you know, we both got to play something different in this. We don't want to play ourselves because this is going to be from us being young to going to where we are, but being able to play something unique. 
like I don't know, maybe the mayor of the city of New Orleans. I don't know. I'm just thinking That's about it. So we're we, we gonna figure that out. That's dope. And so when you say master the TV business, though, I'm assuming you're not gonna just stop there with no limit series. No. You want to do more in in the whole space of scripted reality because we know you already had your reality show with your family. I so. definitely want to do scripted, and I realized that when you look at TV, African Americans, we only make up one percent of the ownership in television and in movies. So we have to change that. So uh, you could count on your hands how many, you know, African-Americans is definitely controlling and running this part, whether it's Tyler Perry. I mean, I can't even count after that. Like, you know, Oprah Winfrey. Ava DuVernay would be the only other one I could think of that that's kind of running it. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, but that's like you said, less than five. And so you want to kind of get to where you have that whole enterprise of shows coming out under your fold? Are you going to have your own production company? Yes. And, and and being able to open those doors for so many other minority-owned African-American companies. So not just be in front of the camera, but behind the scenes. That's what we need, because that's what we can make a difference at. When we talk about building economic empowerment. It has to be behind the scenes. It's crazy because for that very reason, my wife, Serena, and I, we started Think Tank Productions because we saw that a lot of people were telling our stories, but we weren't involved in the storytelling. We weren't involved in actually being in the story. So that is exactly why we started it. And it sounds like you doing the same. Are you collabing? Because we know that uh, 50 Cent is heavy in the TV business, like you said, BMF and all of that. Is that a collaboration that we should expect? I definitely got a lot of love for 50. And so, you know, I'm definitely be open to do things, you know, with him because he has the expertise. He's been doing it. But I definitely have my own thing that I'm focusing on right now at, at the same time. But I'm definitely open to collaborate with, you know, because we stronger together. Facts. All right. Well, listen, I just, first of all, I appreciate you for stopping by and coming on Montgomery & Co. Because the same way you talk about building brands, we're a podcast that is hard to get guests. You know, it's hard with so many different media things. So to get a, a caliber of guests like you, a mogul like you, I thank you for that. And Snoop Serial, when is it going to be out now? Like, where can, like, tell us everything you need to tell us. Everywhere. June. Snoop Serial. Go to SnoopSerial.com or go to BrodusFood.com and get the hookup. But June, Wherever you go, Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, Kroger's, Elberson, wherever you go buy your cereal or buy your food, you'll be able to get Snoop cereal. Man, I thank you for joining us here on MoCo, where it's a generational thing. And also shouts to Post Cereal because it takes that allyship, that collaboration like you talked about to make things pop. So I thank you for joining us. And man, I'm going to be following you. I might see you in May. And also, when you in the A, you need to come through to a game, an Atlanta Dream game. I'm coming to check y'all out. Come on with it. Thank you, Master P. All right. So after talking to Master P, honestly, I have we y'all know right now y'all are listening to it. This is a family business. Running a podcast is like running a business. There's going to be people that you have to get to work together. You have assignments, deliverables, all of those different things. And on top of that, we also have another family business that we run. So hearing him talk about family business and also talking about how people have to be motivated regardless. You know, he he was referencing the music industry and how people want handouts, but that's in every industry some athletes think that you ain't got to put the work in to be the best and it's the same in every industry is what i'm learning so what i took from that is you get what you put in so get it in y'all already know it's a generational thing here at moco this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.